you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from the com. The com. Welcome to the big show, our family and friends. We certainly appreciate having you. As always, the Chris Voss Show family is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you. Uh, you know, for 15 years, we've been bringing you the billionaires, the CEOs, the uh, authors, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the brilliant minds, the astronauts, the people that you see on TV and the news cycle. Uh, we bring you everybody on the planet, including myself. And so we bring you all the smartest minds, and we do that to educate you to make your life better, to make you smarter, to make you have that aura of glow of just grand intelligence where people go, how the hell are you so damn smart? And you can go, I listen to the Chris Voss show podcast too. There's the show on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and it just makes me so much smarter and brighter. But you know what the beautiful part is, is sharing that intelligent glow that you have with the world and your family, friends, and relatives. Thereby, we always ask you to uh, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter. Go to, uh, let's see, YouTube, Goodreads, and uh, Chris Voss One on the tickety tockety over there. Uh, today, we have an amazing gentleman on the show. He's going to be talking about his startup, how he became an entrepreneur, uh, his vision for the company that he built, and uh, what went into it. It and all that good stuff. We have Samuel Moses on the show with us today. He's the CEO and founder of Socrates, uh, producing the highest quality custom socks uh, at the fastest turnaround time as it's built on his website uh with a passion for entrepreneurship from a very young age he is the founder of the company and his company is based in boca raton florida which specializes in producing the highest quality custom socks at the fastest turnaround time with over 4,000 clients he's emerged as the industry leader in his field with his company with clients in the united states germany france iceland uk israel and canada canada i was going to do a canuck trick there and i i totally fluffed i miffed it um after graduating from the prestigious school uh Schulich, uh school of business in toronto ontario he worked for an investment banking consulting firm where he's responsible for presenting research and findings to key C-level decision executives within the banking industry around the world. Next, he became a partner of an established market research film in Toronto, firm in Toronto, where he consulted on studies for companies spanning $50 million in revenues to the Fortune 500. With a keen eye for both small details and big-picture approach to business, Samuel is sought out for advice on various topics such as business strategy, team leadership, business communication, marketing, and organizational culture. Welcome to the show, Sammy. How are you? Great, great. Thanks for the intro, and it's great to be here. Thank you for coming. We certainly appreciate it. Give us your .coms. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Sure. So they can find us on our website, Socrates, S-O-C-K-R-A-T-E-S, custom, the word custom, uh, .com. That's pretty much the best way to go. You'll see a nice, colorful, bright site that 
clearly outlines how you can get started with us and learn some more information about what we do, uh, as well as our process. We like to keep it simple, but this site will kind of explain to you how we keep it simple. There you go. So you work with Google, Netflix, Paramount, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, Microsoft, a lot of these big companies. Give us like a, a, a capsulation uh, at 30,000 feet of what you do. So what we do is we produce custom socks for companies all over the world. What they're doing with these socks is they're branding it to their brand. So imagine mm -hmm. you walked into a high-end retail store and you saw a Google sock. And, and it looks like it's a, a sock that you would buy. Mm -hmm. uh, but what they're doing is that they're not selling it in stores. They're giving it out to their customers and they're giving it out oh. to their clients and they're giving it out at trade shows. Um, and this is a powerful tool. It's a custom sock that can drive traffic to your show booth uh, that can show your customers that you care about them. And, and of course, uh, also very important, your employees. Um, it's a nice gift for them where they would wear the sock of the brand that they work for. Mm -hmm. And our designers do a really good job at making sure that it's what we call retail ready. So it's a sock that you would wear because it's a fashionable sock and not just kind of like the old school with slap logos on things and, and shove it in people's faces. It's more about the fashion behind it, mm -hmm. following the trends within the sock world and applying it to the custom sock for the company using their brand and colors. There you go. Can I uh, make a sock for a company sock and force all my employees to wear it? You know, the like the old IBM suit days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, you can <laughs> definitely give it to them. I mean, forcing them to wear it might be uh, the next step, but you can get, definitely do it and give it to them, you know? Hey, buddy, right up number one, you didn't wear your company socks today. That's a no-no. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're out. Two more you're and you're not, out. You're not getting, you're not getting the raise. Yep. You know? Go see HR. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, we have rules around this place. You know, there are rules. Right. You must right. wear the company socks. Right. That was, that was a, you went overboard there with the no sock look, you know? There you go. And you could, and you took the bag we had off your head off. And now everyone can see what you look like. So um, <laughs> you go get rid of for that too. Right. Um, yeah. We have an anti ugly ban in our office. I'm just kidding, <laughs> people. We don't. Because I would lose it. I'd be the first one to lose it. They'd be like, you got to go first because uh, whatever. Um, so uh, how did you get into this business? Tell us your uh, hero's journey and uh, how you got down this line. Sure. So I was in retail for many years, high-end retail. Uh, we were selling to executives. I was in Toronto at the time. I grew up in Toronto and I, and I moved after that. And we were selling to high-end executives neckties. So you'll know mm -hmm. that these days neckties is not the easiest product to sell. But for many years, I was uh, yeah. I was definitely in the necktie game for a while. And I noticed that this store that we had, which is a very high-end store, was only selling to a very specific demographic. And that was kind of like males with, you know, a very high uh, discretionary income. But I was getting hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people through the store because it's kind of like the Wall Street of Toronto. It's a very high traffic store. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we brought in these colorful socks um, at that time, we, we, were, we were selling happy socks, and we became one of the top sellers of happy socks actually all across Canada. Uh -huh. um, and then at that point, we started our own brand, Socrates. Um, it's kind of a play on the words, the philosopher Socrates. Uh -huh. and, um, and, and it did really well. And companies started coming to us in the store and saying, who makes these socks? Well, we make these socks. And then they said, okay, send your logos and colors. And then we started producing for them. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, we closed down the retail, uh, everything's online now, and we're servicing thousands of companies all over the world with a team of 15. And uh, it's a great business. You know, it's a mm -hmm. really great business because we're servicing, you know, B2B clients. And once it's sold, then we produce the socks um, and we're able to ship it all over the place from our factory in Italy. 
Um, and our factory in Italy is a, is a very trusted partner of ours. There you go. Do, do you find that people bind together with saw? You know, I get all sorts of pencils. Somebody, I went into, uh, what was it, the contact place? Uh, the uh, it's, it's something America or some uh, uh, contact glasses place. So I wanted to get some new glasses. And they gave me this baggy uh, merch. And it's like stupid stuff. It's like an eraser and it's like a pencil. Like who uses pencils anymore? Right, really? right. Uh, I didn't think it was a pen. It's just, and it was like a baggie of junk. <laughs> right. And uh, so is there a reason maybe socks uh, maybe are more appealing to uh, if you give them to people than, you know, I don't know, pencils? <laughs> yeah, sure. So the big movement right now is on, you know, the environment and not wasting product. And a lot of products at the trade shows, like these notepads and these, yeah. you know, these pens and all these things, they're just getting thrown out. Yeah. Uh, so the sock obviously is a very high perceived value. Uh, people do not really throw out socks. They wear them yeah. uh, and they have a lot of use. They end up in the top of the soft, you know, they end up at the top drawer. The sock drawer mm -hmm. is definitely top. So you're getting your brand in the top drawer of somebody's kind of like shelf there. Right. So yeah. um, it has high perceived value. It's a great giveaway that's, you know, somebody's going to use. And what we've noticed through our research is that when people give away socks, it's it's a really easy conversation to start with the customer. Oh, I love these socks. I wore them. I thought they were great. <laughs> um, and it leads to really good conversations uh, for the customer and their potential client. There you go. So what was it like to start this company? I mean, uh, did was this your this wasn't your first company, I guess? No, no. I had a few businesses before. And then, you know, I guess I kind of landed on this business through the mm -hmm. neckwear business. Uh, neckwear business, you know, obviously no longer, but now I do the custom sock business full time. And it was a process. We really learned the manufacturing process in Italy and then applied the neckwear manufacturing process to the sock manufacturing manufacturing process using Italy uh, because the way that they do things is very specific. So we were able to apply the knowledge of one business to another business. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were out of the gate much faster than we would be if we were starting from scratch. So that was definitely helpful. There you go. Give us some uh, entrepreneur advice. I guess uh, you, you work for other companies and then you started working for yourself. What was it like to make that transition? It was tough. I mean, it, you, you definitely second guess yourself a lot and you definitely mm -hmm. have to have a lot of confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. And what I always tell people is, you know, make sure you don't take it on too much too fast. So if you want to just say open a wallet business where you're selling wallets, don't bring in 2,000 wallets. Because if I showed you what 2,000 wallet <laughs> looks like, you get very nervous to even if you can't sell them very quickly. That's so you true. start with 50, 75 wallets. You got to start very slow um, in this game and try to let the business kind of move and then make moves with the business. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like my number one piece of advice. Don't over, don't over, don't, don't take on too much where you're going to get scared because you got to stay in the game and, and the game ends when you get scared and leave it. Right. So you just got to stay in and you got to keep making the moves that you got to make and, and things start happening. There you go. Um, what, how do you find uh, separating, you know, uh, your life uh, and uh, being an entrepreneur? How do you balance the work-life uh, balance? Yeah, like no, that's that's almost like the hardest challenge. There's a lot of challenges, but that's the hardest one. You know, when you leave <laughs> and you go home to your family, uh, how much are you taking with you? The stresses of the day, the stresses of your mm -hmm. staff, and that's that's the constant battle back and forth. I think I've done a good job recently you know over the years now maybe a couple years of trying to just turn it off and go home and and come back the next day to your problems uh mm -hmm. versus bringing it with you 
Um, it seems like when you have enough kind of like uh, depth of knowledge and, and experience, you realize that there's always going to be some hurdle that you have to overcome. And when you look back, you kind of see that you did overcome them. So, yeah. you know, there's no reason to believe that you can't overcome the next one. So you got to stay calm. And I try actually not to bring it home at all. I don't want to stress out my wife and my kids. I don't want to do all that. Uh, yeah. It doesn't help anybody. They can't solve the problem anyway, right? So yeah. try to try to appreciate what you have on the family side and and then and then work on the business side during business hours. I usually take my business home to my family, and I, I, I sit the kids down with a bunch of yellow pads, and we have a little team meeting, and I'm like, hey, I need to come up with uh, some ideas, people. We need ideas. Come on. Right. Come on. Sales make- are down. We what the make, fuck, Jimmy? We got to make the mortgage payment. Come on, here, Jimmy. Let's go. Yeah. What do you got? He's like, I'm three, Dad. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care, buddy. We're gonna. You're learning uh, how it's going, and right. uh, so yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I guess you could do it. You could do it that way. That would also work. But uh, um, I, I personally separate it. But either way is good, yeah. you know. Besides, <laughs> Jimmy just has shitty ideas anyway. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like Tonka trucks. It's like, <laughs> shut up, Jimmy. Just go go play with. Yeah, we're gonna get trucks. sued. We're gonna get sued. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't don't don't. And maybe maybe the other Bobby has you know that or uh, I adopted some kids to try and get better ideas. Anyway, uh, so uh, you know you you you've had several ideas of turning your idea into a business. People that are out there listening to this thinking, what what a great idea! They took socks and merchandised it. Um, what what are some uh, uh concepts you have or some thoughts you have? on people who want to take an idea like this where maybe they're like, Hey, uh, uh, zippers, how to make, you know, zippers marketable or something. Right. Uh, There's always, you can improve everything and anything from an infinite amount of times. It seems except for me, (laughs) (laughs) um, the, uh, so, uh, what are some ways uh, advice you give to people on how to turn ideas into business? Sure. So what I do there is what I tell people is, and I get that question a lot is, you have to um, do your research, but at the same time, you can't overly do your research. A mm-hmm. lot of people like to make the mistake of trying to know everything before they even start, <laughs> and then they don't start, or they realize that they can't know everything, but it takes a lot of time to get there. Mm-hmm. You can't know everything, and a lot of times you get into business, and other avenues will open up within that business. So you kind of have to get into business. Like I said, try to not to take on too much, but get in, dip your toe in, start, start, you know, your website, start your SEO, start your Google ads, uh, start your branding, all these things, start your, you know, customer experience, you know, how you're going to have a good customer experience, get, start getting the product in and then, um, and then reevaluate. I mean, you're not going to be able to know everything on day one uh, than somebody knows on year five, right? That's not, that's not realistic. So you can't overthink it. You need to start and you need to make decisions, but you, at the same time, you can't uh, be paralyzed by the fact that you don't know everything, you know? Yeah. And it sounds like from what you're saying, I mean, you just have to start. It's a journey of learning, education, mastering skills, sometimes your own personal skills of self-accountability and self-actualization. You just have to, it's, it's, it's like, would you say it's it's basically just a, an endless row of problem solving and developing and problem solving? It seems like that's all you do all day long is just solve yeah, problems. Yeah, you, you just hit a wall and you got to figure out how to get over the wall or through the yeah. wall. And there's another wall there waiting for you. So, um, But at the same time, sometimes the magic happens where you're, you're really going through those walls pretty fast. Yeah. 
and and things are just working really well and and you know th that's great and then and then for some reason that stops and then something else starts so there's always these constant battles that you have to face and and but as you get over them you get stronger kind of thing so you learn Definitely. from your previous uh experiences so that's that's huge it's like a snowball effect i'm canadian mm -hmm. so i can bring up a uh, snow reference right yeah you can i think that's legal let me check with the judges here yeah yeah okay we get my we, uh, my green card the lawyers loud, are still yeah. reviewing it but i think we'll be okay <laughs> yeah um, so so it's yeah. a snowball effect right you, you're growing as you go and you're learning as you go um you got to you know keep your cash flow healthy and you got to stay alive it's like mm -hmm. uh, kind of like life you just got to keep going and breathing <laughs> you know sometimes that's really true you just got to keep going you can't like can't let good things down and, and it, it develops you in so many different ways you mentioned earlier about you know the thing i've i've uh, touted on or i've i've uh, complained about on the show is i'll meet people and they'll be like uh i'm gonna start a business like you chris and i'll be like okay we'll go do that and they're like well i'm gonna wait till everything's perfect right, you mentioned right, people right. do that earlier um and i'm like no 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 you want to do it now and people just have to realize what you said. You've got to, it's just this continuing problem solving thing and you've got to start it and flush it out and see if it works. You know, there's lots of products that people uh, develop that maybe they think it's a great idea. I've had people pitch me a thing and I go, that's a dumb idea. Uh, but I got to tell you the amount of products that I've called were a dumb idea, like one 900 lines. I thought that was going to be a dumb idea in the nineties. That was a great idea. Um, there was a lot of stuff that I've been like, that's a dumb idea. Twitch, Twitch was, <laughs> we were big YouTube, uh, we were big in YouTube and I remember Twitch came to us when they first started and they're like, Hey, there's people making a lot of money over here. You should bring your channel over there. I'm like, what is it? And they go, uh, people are watching other people play video games. <laughs> and I'm like, why wouldn't they just good. go buy the video game and play it themselves? Like that right. just sounds dumb. But well, they, there's a market of people who want to do that. Exactly. Right? I didn't get it because I wasn't into gaming. That might have helped. But yeah, I was. That was at least the dumbest thing ever. Uh, now they won't return my calls at all. They're just like, yeah, we, <laughs> we're bigger than you now, buddy. Um, and so you know, you just never know. And sometimes you just got to go flush that product out. You got to go do the problem solving and and see if it goes right. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. gotta. Do the problem solving and give it a test. And if it, you get some traction, keep going with the traction, you know, and versus spending, you know, years of your time or months and months of your time trying to just figure out how to launch, quote unquote, perfectly. Right. Definitely. Uh, so how do you improve your uh, efficiency at work? How do you improve yourself as an entrepreneur personally and make yourself better? Yeah, I try to I, I have a really good advisors in my life, people who, mm -hmm. who can give me good advice, people who are really good at what they do. And are really good at listening to what my problems are or what what I'm facing, and and mm -hmm. they give me constant advice, and they, and I do listen to them, and I and I like to make decisions based on what they say. I also have a really good team at the company, um, mm -hmm. from the top, you know, top down, of people who just work really hard and are in the same business, and we're all trying to achieve the same goals. So we we, we like to talk amongst each other and and try to make the company better. Um, mm -hmm. And if the company gets better, I find that I get better. So um, it's kind of like. I'm kind of like tied into the company's success like that as an entrepreneur. And, and we have a really good team, you know, the, and people who have been with us a long time and people who are new, but have really bought into the system and our process. And, you know, when we say something to the client, we do it. And if we, if something goes wrong, we, we uh, take accountability for it and we make it right. So that's, you know, we really, that's all we can do is really take care of the customer and make the best possible product 
be fair to everybody. And, and then, you know, if we do all that and we do all that consistently, uh, our business should continue to grow for many years. There you go. Uh, what, what sort of uh, leadership styles do you use or training or, or, or uh, do you, I mean, you study leadership. Do you, um, what, what sort of leadership uh, aspects do you think you espouse in your business? Yeah, it's an interesting question. That's uh, a good question. I get that sometimes is I think that, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do in the business. And I, I found that, you know, it's almost like parenting. You know, if you tell your kid, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework, you know, um, or be a hard worker, be, you know, then, you know, they don't grow, they might not grow up to actually be hard workers because you're just yelling at them and pointing at them and saying things, right? But if you actually show them that you're a hard worker, mm-hmm. then they might actually, you know, believe that that's important because you're doing it consistently over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I learned, you know, from my father like that. Um, and I, that's how I learned from some of my, my, my work, my, my coworkers as well. So I'm really passionate about what we do. I believe in it. I care about it a lot. And I noticed that our team follows, like they definitely take from that. And they also work very hard in the business. You know, they, they, they might see me emailing at odd hours or they might see me, um, asking questions, you know, that show that I'm very passionate. So, you know, the leadership style that I have is kind of like lead by example and then, and then let the people, you know, mimic that with you, you know, and it seems to be working well. There you go. Leading by example, you know, is, uh, it's one of the things I talked about in my book, you know, people see what you say and they also see who you are. So you can put out all sorts of PR things be like, be, you know, we're, we're a moral company who does the right thing and builds trust and honesty. And then if people see that you're full of shit, that you're hypocrisy. You know, yeah. They, they it, it's actually worse that. than saying in yeah. the first place. Right. Exactly. Cause people yeah. are like, aha, this guy's full of it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so setting the example of, of being a good leader of uh, servant leadership, of being um, someone who uh, builds a company, who's a good judge of character, who's a good judge, really, and, and, is, and, and, and holds themselves to the same standard that you do, uh, makes all the difference. Uh, what are some uh, ways that you use to improve employee happiness? Do they all get socks? Yeah, they get a lot of socks. Yeah, they definitely do not. If, if I told anybody, if it, my friends and my family and my coworkers, if you're buying socks from a store, then something's going wrong, right? We have a lot of samples. So, yeah, um, yeah they, I mean, the only thing is they have to wear it with uh, company names on it, but they're happy about that. They, they like, they're very proud sure. of the work they did, right? So that's, uh, that's good. Yeah, we think it's better. So, um, so yeah, so they definitely get socks, but what they do get is an environment that they're, heard you know they get an environment mm-hmm. where they where they matter and that we don't peg them into little positions where they have to do the same work every day they're really spread oh, across really? the business so oh, really so you know the design team is working not only on the sock designs but they work on the website and they work at the advertising so they're getting exposure where in a larger company say you know a couple thousand person company they would be pegged to only doing one task right so that's a big difference you know unlimited paid time off, assuming nobody's taking crazy advantage of that, you know, Um, although some employees think unlimited paid time off is kind of a scam because I think statistically people take less vacation than if you would have just given them their 10 days, you know, so. Yeah, they don't uh, go like, hey, I'm taking that whole 10 days. They they probably use it. All of a sudden, everybody's all nervous about the unlimited paid time off. So it's a little bit of a, you know, talk, talk, right? But but that being said, you know, we we like to take, take good care of them. Um, we don't stress them out. If they have a dentist appointment and stuff like that, they're able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they work remotely, which is great. And at the same time, they work for a company that's growing and a company that's producing high quality 
good. So that I think is uh, the the kind of like the mixture that you need to keep them happy. I've often been curious about that unlimited time off, and I do think people need you know if they've got a funeral, if they got a doctor saying you know if they've got some sort of emergency comes up, you know that someone didn't get picked up at the daycare and you got to run and go do that. I mean, there's things that happen in people's lives um, that are kind of crazy. Um, how do you, is there a backstop to the unlimited time? Uh, is there any sort of you I mean, know, thing where you're just like, okay, it's a little too much now. Yeah. I think what you have to do is realize we have busy season. Our busy season is obviously Q4. Uh -huh. So it's not the time to start, you know, taking trips to, hawaii right so yeah. it has to be reasonable and you have to remember that there's other people on the team that rely on you so when you're away you're kind of hurting them more than just as much as you're hurting the company yeah. um and we're all in this together so you, the same way you don't want your coworker to take off in the middle of busy season uh for three weeks or four weeks you know um probably you shouldn't be doing that either uh and and you know it's all about mutual respect for each other so huh. so i mean i guess is there a limit to un unlimited pay time off the limit is don't abuse unlimited pay time off i guess that's it you know i'm just wondering on the metrics why you mentioned that so i'll give you an example like one time i had an employee and uh she was really good at doing her mortgage processing and she had a husband at home who was supposed to take care of the baby you know and the baby was you know diapers and all that sort of stuff well Evidently, she had a real problem with him doing his job and feeding the baby and doing the diapers because he was busy playing a lot of video games. They, was, they were both very young. And uh, so maybe that immaturity was contributing to it. Um, but it constantly started becoming a problem where she would go, hey, I got to go home and take the rest of the day off because I got to go feed the baby and change the diapers on the kid because the kid's crying and he's playing video games and won't do his job. And about the first you know, three to four times I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever your emergency is. And then it became apparent there was a problem in their household that was being made into my problem. You know, yeah. the guy's there that can do his job. He's a fucking right. father. Right. Right. So that's not, cause it's not an emergency. That's a systemic yeah. issue, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's the same issue over yeah. and over again. Right. So do you have to identify the time off is, is like for like real emergencies uh, or I'm just kind of curious how you, how you, uh, yeah I, I noticed like you know especially in retail we had this a lot where all these people who were taking emergencies it was the same people with the same like you know different same emergencies. Sort of, yeah. and, they and, always people, and people who were stable had no emergencies and when yeah. they did it was okay because they had one every four years or something right yeah. um so you know i don't know how much i believe the emergency excuse anymore but unless it's a real <laughs> one you know but you know it has to be it has to be reasonable like like you're telling yeah. me about this you know the, the situation at home Obviously, that's not acceptable, right? Because yeah. like you said, you know, I remember my boss, my first boss, when I was in the consulting world and we were traveling around Europe and he's like, I had, and I was 22 years old and I said something, I forget what it was. And he's like, don't make your problems my problems. Like you can't do that, you know? Uh, so it's like, th if these are your problems, that's your problems, but just don't make them my problems. I remember he was the partner of the firm, you know? So I kind of take that to heart. Like, you know, if I'm, if I'm the owner of the company, I don't want my employees making problems for me, you know? I should have this a giant freaking mural on the side of my company back in the day. Because, uh, you know, the psychiatry work you have to do. I mean, when you're in, especially with salespeople, salespeople, they're, you know, their head's got to be in that game. You know, they're in a, they're in a definitely game of, of sales and moving <laughs> the ball, if they will. So uh, give us a roundout as to how this works. I noticed that some of these uh, are, 
some of these socks, you know, that you've got environmental friendly and different things like that. Give us kind of rundown as to what people expect when they order socks when you do business with you and how to reach sure. out to you and stuff. So first things first are all of our socks are made in Italy, which is a very high quality sock. And mm-hmm. they're all Pantone matched to your brand. So there's no like, hey, McDonald's, let's change the yellow, right? We match the exact yellow of what McDonald's is giving us, which mm-hmm. obviously brands are very picky. So the number one thing is that it's made in Italy. Number two, we match the colors exactly, and we mm-hmm. design it from scratch to make a woven sock. We don't sublimate where it's like printed on, you know? Mm-hmm. And then another thing that we do is that we make it in Italy in the seven days. And seven days is kind of like the industry, uh, fastest industry turnaround time. Wow. Um, so you, imagine that you order today, it's in your hands by next Monday. That's pretty fast out of Italy. Um, so that, that, that three kind of like punch combo is really what we're known for. The made in Italy the Pantone matching with unlimited colors and the uh, seven day turnaround time. And then what we're also known for, you know, cause that's the production side is the ease in which we make this for our customers. Mm-hmm. So very easy. You, you reach out, you give us your logos. We come back to you with six to eight designs that we think would be really appropriate for your brand. You make changes as you like, you know, we get it, you get a label with it. It's all in one price. There's no hidden fees, one price to your door. And then, you know, everybody's happy kind of thing. So we make this simple. You know, the transactions are, are, are relatively quick. And, and you know, you don't have to spend your life kind of like figuring out how to make a sock, you know? There you go. Yeah, you don't want to have any more work than you already have. But, yeah, I can see how these would be more valuable than, you know, a stupid pencil. I mean, people don't even own pencil sharpers anymore. I'm like, how am I supposed to sharpen this stupid thing? <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I think that's half the point is like, we don't want you to use it. We want you to sit on your desk. So you always look at it. And it's like, I'm already looking through your contacts and glasses. Like, what more do you want from me? America's best contacts. I think that's who it is. Um, I just gave them a plug too for that. So there you go. There you, you got paid back for your pencil merch there. Right, America's right. best eyeglasses. Um, so uh, this has been pretty awesome. Give us your final pitch out as, as we go out and how people can onboard with you and uh, throw us your final pitch as we go out. Sure. You know, we're going into the end of the year. Uh, we'd love to hear from everybody. It's a great employee gift and customer gift, you know, instead of giving a gift basket that everybody's given um, and we could take care of everything. Like even if you had a hundred customers and you wanted us to customize the socks and mail all of those socks to each of your customers, we do do that. So we have full, you know, facilitation of that. It's a great gift. It's it kind of like is something that you'll get the conversation started with your client. They always email you back and say, Oh, thanks for the sock. I got it. I'm wearing it tomorrow. You know, <laughs> Um, there's a conversation starter behind it and it's super easy. Like everybody, a lot of people think, you know, it's a little hard to, to get started and to design the sock. We actually make that super easy and it's quick and you'll have it. And it's, it's relatively fair, you know, inexpensive. Uh, so when you combine all of that together, it makes a very good holiday gift. And mm-hmm. it also makes a very good trade show gift, um, or employee gift. So we'd love to hear from everybody. The website is Socrates, S O C K R A T E S custom C U S T O M dot com there you go well thank you sam for coming on the show we really appreciate Perfect. it we learned a lot about how to build a business and also how to market it maybe we should have the chris voss show socks should we come up with that people send me emails Let's if you do want. it yeah. uh there you go and uh so uh thanks for coming on the show sam we really appreciate it thanks so much thanks for having me there you go. Thanks to audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, and Chris Foss One on the Tickety Talkity. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time. And that should have a sound.